Hi there and welcome to this video for Senior Physics on Motion. In this video we're going to explore the equations of motion. Basically there are four main equations that we use in physics to basically describe and determine what things are happening in a journey when something is moving. All of these um, equations come from our graphs and you'll see how they incorporate together. Now although we're going to run through how the equations come about this has got nothing to do with um, assessment. You won't be assessed on how they come about, but it's interesting to know and see the science process that by, through observation and graphical representation, the algorithms can be generated, and these algorithms are the ones that we utilize in our everyday classes in physics. Okay, so let's get started and see where we go. All right, now we know that for constant velocity, um, the equation that we've got is velocity equals distance over time. As you can see, V equals S over T. This comes from the gradient of a displacement time graph. Now, as we know, if the velocity is not um, constant, then we can work out the average velocity by looking at the overall distance covered in the time taken. Now, distance and velocity, as we say, can be rearranged so that we get S, S, um, S equals V times t, which will get, then give us the distance. So by manipulating the formulae, we can actually start substituting them into other algorithms. And this is how we get a variety of different algorithms that we can utilize. Now, if we're looking at uniform acceleration, we use a variety of different symbols. A will generate our acceleration. U will be our initial velocity. V is the final velocity. S is the distance traveled. And t is the time taken. Now, depending where you are around the world, the initial and final velocities may change with respect to the symbols. As I've mentioned earlier, initial velocity can often be written as V subscript little i, and final velocity is V subscript little f. Um, sometimes distance is given the symbol uh, D, but uh, generally it, S is um, the general form that we will use. Okay, so let's get started and start manipulating the formulae. Now we know right from the beginning that distance traveled can be determined from a velocity time graph and looking at the area under the graph. Now in this uh, velocity time graph you can see we've got V and U and we've got T and we've got to determine the area under the graph. Well the area under the graph is denoted by the algorithm S equals U plus V divided by 2 times T. Now this basically comes from the trapezium rule where the two sides are added together and then divided by two and then multiplied by the base. So from this we get the distance will equal the initial velocity plus the final velocity divided by two times t. This is equation one. So for equation two we can determine the acceleration. Now we know that acceleration equals the change in velocity per second. Now we know that a equals v minus u over t noting that v minus u is the change in, in velocity divided by t which is the time. Now rearranging this we can now generate an um, equation where we make v the subject. Now making v the subject will make relevance for equation 3. So if we rearrange this we get v equals u plus at. v equals u plus at is now equation 2. Alright, so for equation 3, what we can do is we can combine these two equations. We can substitute equation 2 into equation 1 by substituting in for v. So, what we then get is v going in from equation 2 into equation 1 
and it gives us this overall algorithm that the speed equals u plus u plus at divided by 2 times t. Now when we simplify that we get 2ut plus at squared divided by 2. Now remember the two um, the two twos can cancel out for 2ut and uh, that leaves us a half plus a half at squared. So our third equation is s equals ut plus a half at squared. So to recap we've got the trapezium rule which is equation one. We've got an arrangement of the acceleration algorithm. Remember acceleration came from the gradient of a velocity time graph. We've substituted those two equations in together to get a third equation. Now this third equation now gives us a value for a. We have a incorporated into our um, equation. So we've got four variables which we are, we are looking at. S, U, T and A. Okay, so now what we can do is rearrange equation one to make T the subject. So let's take um, equation one, um, one and rearrange it. Actually this is equation two, apologies there. So V equals U plus AT and we rearrange it to make T. Now we substitute this equation and we basically get V squared equals U squared plus 2AS. Okay, so we've, we've, we've rearranged them and substituted them in and this is where our fourth equation comes from. All right, so that gives us a, a sort of breakdown as to how the equations come about. Note, there's nothing complicated there. It just comes from observations, which were then graphed. The gradients of the graph gave us the algorithms. And then all we've done is rearranged them and substituted the values in to get our four equations. Now, our four equations we can see here, V equals U plus AT, V squared equals U squared plus 2AS, S equals UT plus a half AT squared, and S equals a half V plus U times T. So hopefully you understand where they come from. And again, it runs through that scientific process. So the question now is, how do we use them? Well, when we, when we get a problem, the first thing I always get my students to do is to write down what you know from the question. So write down, you will be given um, three variables that you know, and you'll be expected to find a fourth. So write down what you know first. The second thing is to write down the symbol of the quantity that is required. So you'll have three knowns and one unknown. From that, you then select um, one of the equations from the uh, equations in the blue box. Remember that you're going to have three knowns, one unknown, and you choose the best equation, which will best suit um, your problem. So let's look at an example and see how we can put this together. So in this example, we've got a stone which is released from a height of 20 meters above the ground. Neglecting air resistance and using the acceleration due to gravity is 9.81 meters per second per second. We've got to find the velocity with which the stone will hit the ground. So following what we've done, let's write down do one and two. In one and two, we know that u equals zero because it states it goes from rest. The distance is 20 meters. Acceleration is 9.81 meters per second, and we've got to find V. So I've got U, S, A, and V. So going to my blue box at the top, I choose the correct equation that has U, S, A, and V in it. And in this case, we end up with V squared equals U squared plus 2AS. I then substitute into the equation and solve, and I end up with 19.8 meters per second. So it's a very straightforward process. 
Always logically write down what you know, what you are trying to find, select the correct algorithm, and then process the data. If you follow this in each, in each situation, you won't go wrong. So let's take another example. In this example, we've got a radio controlled toy car, which starts from rest and accelerates with a uniform acceleration of 0.5 meters per second per second in a straight line. And we want to work out what speed does it reach after accelerating for four seconds. So pause the video now and see if you can calculate it using the process that we showed on the previous slide. Then come back and we'll run through the answers. So pause now. Okay, welcome back. So how did you get on? Did you struggle or did you manage to come up with an answer? Well, let's see how you did. So the first thing we want to do is to basically write down what we know. We know U because it starts from rest. We know A, we know T and we're trying to find V. So it's basically using V equals U plus AT in this situation where we're going to be trying to find V. So we've now got our algorithm. Write down your algorithm, substitute in what you already know and then basically we come out and process with our answer that V equals two meters per second. How did you get on? If you manage that, it doesn't get much more complicated than that. Obviously, if you're going to be doing more A grade questions, then you may have to incorporate, um, find one, one um, variable and then have to incorporate another equation to actually try and, and uh, get a solution. But if you follow this logically, you shouldn't have any problems. Okay, so check out the exemplary video. I've, done, I've put another example together where we work through some problems. And then there's also a worksheet which is linked to this post. I hope you found this useful and good luck with solving equations of motion problems. I look forward to joining you again. Thanks for watching.